This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 260, some Gen Con interviews. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. So I'm here with James Niffen, the new, I don't know, the godfather of T.I., the, 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 the uncle of T.I., uh, yeah, like the, the adjacent, the uncle the, of T.I. Uh, the distant uncle who, <laughs> who, who sent Christmas gifts to, to Dane Beltrami, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, so talk to me about Twilight Inscription, maybe a quick, just the, the elevator pitch of what Twilight Inscription is. Sure. So Twilight Inscription is, uh, the the idea is to be the Twilight Imperium experience boiled down into a uh, two-hour roll and write. Mm-hmm. So you'll still do a lot of your favorite things from TI, like building units and uh, taking over planets and navigating the galaxy, collecting relics, uh, fighting each other, politics, yeah. etc. It's just all on a, a, a smaller scale. Well, small compared to TI. <laughs> a reasonable person yes. scale is what we are now on. Exactly. <laughs> like normal, you're, you're each a faction and you're trying to become the, the next ruler of the galaxy, mm-hmm. shape it to the, the way that your culture sees how cool. it should be. Uh, and yeah, most okay. victory points wins. So most victory points wins. Uh, it's notably not a, uh, it's not like a get X amount of victory points Correct. and then the game is over kind of thing. So uh, what is the what is the end game of Twilight Inscription? I mean, what is kind of the goal sure. of what you're striving for and how does the end feel? So you're trying to get the most victory points. Uh, it takes a considerable amount of investment on each sheet to really get the big payoffs on mm-hmm. that sheet. Uh, so there's four sheets. Each sheet is one of the X's from the, the 4X right. genre. And uh, you're basically trying to focus on a couple sheets, yeah. uh, figure out how to get the most out of them or once you get really good uh <laughs> leveraging every little asset that you can claim to mm-hmm. build your engine and uh really start to hammer victory points out towards the end of the game gotcha. the game ends when uh the a throne for the taking uh, event card is drawn mm-hmm. which triggers the final big war yeah uh, and then you count up points and see who won is that on a hard timer or is that a some pseudo randomized Slate. the game might end within these functions <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like it, yeah it's maybe a, a gel consistency okay. so gotcha. it's uh one of two possible events uh or non-strategy events that mm-hmm. can happen in the final stage of the event cards gotcha. so there's a once you get to that stage you'll know it's coming right there's a 50 percent chance that it's over or 50% chance that you'll one. get one more round out. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, I, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about your background, James. I mean, I know sure. you've been designing for a, a decent amount of time. What, what else do people know you from? Uh, so I've been here for 11 years. Yeah. So uh, probably the biggest ones would be Forbidden Stars mm-hmm. or Star Wars Armada. Uh, I also did New Angelus yeah. um, and uh, Civilization A New Dawn. Very cool. So, and then plenty of X-wing expansions. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And all of everybody in FFG sort of gets tossed around onto every project, and it's like your names are in every rule book. The, it seems, especially like, the so. the board game department in particular yeah, takes yeah. on everything that isn't like <laughs> LCGs and collective cards. Right. So, yeah. right. Um, so for you, what kind of came first, 
the desire to do a huge roll and write game or the idea to translate Twilight Imperium to some new format? Uh, it, 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 both at the same time. Really. Okay. So like uh, I had an opportunity to pitch a bunch of designs. I yeah. pitched like 10 different ones. Um, and this was one that stood out. I, I love roll and write games. Okay. Like, I am obsessed with roll and write yeah. games. And I pitched it as a TI game mm -hmm. because I thought what's going to make like roll and rights are filling up quickly that mm -hmm. it's 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 become popular thank you welcome to for for, for creating <laughs> the entire genre again i love you <laughs> and uh i decided well if it's gonna work it's gotta be different mm -hmm. uh ti what a weird idea to combine with a roll and write yeah well i guess the only way to make that work is to make it enormous yeah, uh, yeah. so eventually we got to for like we grew the number of sheets over and over again until That's we great. had uh, this huge tableau because i want people when they look at to sit down yeah. and see this game and think oh my god what is that spectacle i'm this, looking at yes, yeah exactly yeah that's awesome for the designing of this game then your, your goal is to sort of invoke all of the elements of twilight imperium how much experience with twilight imperium would you say you have yourself and kind of what kind of player are you that's maybe spearheading what direction you sure. choose to take inscription like i i have weirdly specific knowledge in some areas because if dane turns around and is like what do you think about this i <laughs> I, I, I get wrapped into a you know hour discussion about one card's wording uh -huh. uh, and then aside from that i played ti3 maybe two times okay. uh which is still pretty good yeah and <laughs> that's a lot I mean, that's uh, like 16 hours a game exactly <laughs> and ti4 uh mostly during testing i played uh several times yeah. so i would not say that i'm an expert sure. ti4 player by any means yeah um neither are I, we so yeah, <laughs> that's fair <laughs> but i've played enough that like i know i know what to do yeah yeah cool cool um so above the table in a game of twilight inscription I, what what i noted we were we just kind of finished like a, a pseudo playthrough we didn't even get to right. finish like a whole game or anything but we were experiencing it and the thing i noticed was it has this kind of back and forth of like heads down mark your stuff and then heads up see what the heck just happened with what everybody else is it's like a simultaneous action game and then suddenly let's go see what happened in that heads up period i, I think hunter and i were just doing like a two-player thing so i'm just curious to hear more about sort of how you tried to incorporate above the table talking and all oh, yeah. of that and, and where the politics of the game it's tricky in. in a roll and write game because yeah. usually roll and writes are you're very isolated in your experience mm -hmm. and they're short uh so that's fine it yeah. doesn't matter <laughs> if you don't talk for a 10 minute game because yeah. you can have a discussion that is 10 minutes afterward so i tried to get as much interaction as i could into it mm -hmm. it does turn out that it's really hard to do that in sure. a roll and write game especially one that is simultaneous play because we wanted to be able to have eight players yeah. uh, on the table and so I focused on the warfare element because I know one of the main draws for for especially newer players of TI is to attack like yeah. crazy uh, <laughs> before they learn to rein it in yeah. uh, and, and stop making enemies. And so I, I focused on that. I even actually played with ideas where you passed the warfare sheet to the player to your left oh, wow. and they deployed units on your sheet and then you were trying <laughs> to like take over areas. It, it, it's there's this weird balance to strike where too much interaction in a roll and write is annoying for people oh, interesting. Um, because it's slowing it down too yeah. much. And so I ended up going just simple interactions that cause you to bring your head up, get surprised at the player to your left who suddenly has a war son when uh -huh. they had nothing uh, <laughs> right. uh, against you just a moment ago to uh, to create that 
variation in experience. Because yeah. otherwise, in a lot of ways, it's got a, it's like inspired by Euro mechanics. Also, there's engine building in there. Right. You're trying to claim victory points in all sorts of crazy ways and make everything synergize. Yeah. So, politics, of course, another yeah. player interaction. Very simple. It's not a huge TI for discussion and negotiation of how to uh, how many trade goods you're going to get for your votes. It's just what's good for you. Yeah. Maybe you vote my way and, and I won't build units towards you okay. and we're good. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So the other bold thing you've done besides try to tackle a genre no one expected for TI. Right. Is you also just went out the gate and said, yeah, all 24 factions, let's go. Oh, I'm going to get called out. There's 25 factions now. But you Correct. went all POK, all base game TI4 factions are in this. What was the, how much challenge was it to bring that much asymmetry into this game? Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it took a lot of time to nail those factions down. I started with just eight. Yeah. Uh, just to like test the game, the basics. Mm -hmm. And once I had all four sheets and all of them, the very numerous mechanics at play, I, I then had enough design space to start elaborating and making more and more niche yeah. things. Uh, but it took like, you know, folding a steel blade, right? Like yeah. it just took iteration <laughs> after iteration to make them more and more distinct. Right. I did of course start from TI4, yeah. uh, the faction sheets and their, and their special technologies sure. and use those as inspiration. Yeah. And for cool. the most part, they line up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Definitely. necro, the necro don't vote and the yeah. argent flight vote first and all, yeah. you know, what you expect the Mentech are going to have a lot of cruisers on their board. Right. That's yeah, I, I noted that Mentech, I was playing Mentech in my game and they, I just immediately was like raking in trade goods like it was nobody's business. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh wait, I'm, I'm careening out of control with my sheer value <laughs> of trade goods. So one of the exciting things about anytime there's any new Twilight Imperium yeah. stuff is there's new Twilight, Twilight Imperium art. Okay. Sure. And there is some new art in uh, Twilight Inscription. I need to ask you, <laughs> is that a Hakan child? Like, okay. is that meant to be a little kitty, like a little child kitty person <laughs> that is now, has that been brought a into kitten the game? child. So I think. They have ears. Based, if I remember the art brief correctly, I believe they're Sar. Whoa. Cause, cause Even the, better. Yes. Because the Sar ears are closer to Similar. classic You're right. cat ears it than It looks Hakana. like Sar ears. So that's yeah. a little, it's a little pup. Little it's pup? a little pup. It's a little yep. pup. So there's a little pup. Wow. So <laughs> hey everyone, you should get Twilight Inscription. There's a little pup in it. And uh, I don't think I need to say anything more yeah, yeah. because there's a little pup in it. Yeah. Uh, the question I had too is, so so people adept to the goings on within the community and stuff yeah. will recall a Gen Con a few years ago where there were murmurings of a Twilight Imperium roll and write. Oh. So, so people pulled a prank <laughs> and they walked around yeah. with a literal thing and they 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 faked it to be a uh as if ffg accidentally laid some playtesting materials out and they were like they're playtesting a twilight imperium <laughs> roll and write so that the internet would go how absurd right. what an insane thing to possibly dream up <laughs> and i want to just get on the record you had no knowledge of this insane silliness before you went on this project. So absent, great minds correct. think alike. Yes. You said, I'm actually going to do that for yes. real though. Whoever thought of that, here is a, a, a distant sh shake of the hand. <laughs> but, no, I had no, nothing to do with that. No knowledge That's of it. So, that is so beautiful. Well, <laughs> we're, we're thrilled as punch to, to have this, <laughs> to have this uh, in, in the Rolodex. It's, I mean, it's the first new Twilight Imperium universe game since, I mean, realistically, 
Rex came before this. But yep. even that was, I mean, it's just a Dune board game with some fun art on it. Right. The last thing I can think of is Twilight Imperium Armada, which is like <laughs> an early 2000s thing. Yeah. So I, I'm just very excited for this being a direction Fantasy Flight is interested in. I'm curious if you see growth even just for Twilight Inscription. I mean, do you, do you have expansions kind of percolating in your mind, whether or not they see fruition or whatever? Oh, I always have ideas. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I can't comment on any of that. Of course. I, uh, anything specific. Uh, we, I mean, we, we've done all the factions, so yeah. what else? if we did an expansion, <laughs> gotta add more. Wow. But who, okay. who knows? So you heard it here first. <laughs> Official reporting here from Gen Con uh, is that the Fantasy Flight is in fact going to bring you more factions. Uh, well, actually, a real question, though, would be, yeah. do we expect to maybe see any introduction of Council Calaris in this? Do you see yourself doing... We, we've had Dane doing online components through the codices right. for Twilight Imperium. Is there any sort of idea for that for Twilight Inscription? Uh, I can't comment on okay. it. Future comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I forgive you. Uh, well, James, thank you for sitting down with us. Absolutely. Uh, it looks like you're having a great con so far. I've, I've seen you basically teach this twice now, and uh, you've got a lot more to go. But, uh, you know, best of luck to it. I'm, I'm thrilled to get our hands on it. And thank you so much for sitting down with us. Well, thank you. I'm glad you came and tried it out. Thanks for having me. Well, what's up? We're here with Sam Gregor Stewart. Do you, is it Samuel? <laughs> uh, Sam, Sam, please. Great, perfect. Uh, this is uh, you're with Edge Studios, which is of course the soon-to-be purveyors of the Twilight Imperium Embers of the Imperium RPG. Yes, you guys sir. have been hard at work at this for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, my only regret is we haven't been able to get it out sooner. But uh, <laughs> I like to think that uh, the extra time has uh, made it a, a really great product. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're very excited for it. We we played it the other night uh, and, you know, we did a bang up job. We really nailed just like all the complexity <laughs> of the system. There was a giant ship that was a bear that we climbed inside of its hand. Mm. So I feel like the system is working as intended. Yeah, that seems like it's 100% uh, <laughs> on point. <laughs> so uh, I think the thing we're most excited about for what you guys have been cooking together is the sheer amount of new kind of fiction we seem to be expecting for the universe. I think there's always been, you know, a light dabbling. There's the backs of faction sheets in Twilight Imperium. There's a little bit here and there, but we've never gotten to see the lore really get to flex its muscles. And so how much can we really expect of that uh, from the source book? Um, in short, a lot. <laughs> um, no, there. Um, one of the things that's been really awesome about working on Embers of the Imperium has been that um, we've gotten to take a really deep dive into the lore. That's amazing. Um, so um, years ago now, I worked with uh, Dane on... Uh, helping flesh out the lore for the uh, Prophecy of Kings right. expansion. Right. And so that was cool. It's like to be able to make up some new factions yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this was taking those uh, faction sheets and turning them into like, this is a real, this is a real civilization. Yeah, yeah. And we have to do that 24 times. <laughs> well, I guess the Necro aren't really a civilization. <laughs> I mean, fine. So 23 times. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we, like, 
we had to do it. We wanted to do a deep dive on every faction, um, explore the planets yeah. that they live on more. Cool. Um, and also really get into like, how does the galaxy of TI work? Yeah, that's very, very cool. And I, I like being able to finally get on kind of a micro level too, on an individual basis. And we get to, to see a little bit more about, I feel like we all have this broad idea of how to play as the governments of these species, but I'm quite excited to like, no, let's be a bug for a minute, actually, though. Let's just go ahead and get on the ground. Boots on the ground, bug it up. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like pincers on the ground? Yeah, pincers on the ground, <laughs> bug it up. So uh, can you tell me about uh, sort of what is specific to, if people are familiar, this is of course a source book for Genesis. Yep. Um, what is kind of specific developments spe uh, for Embers of the Imperium that maybe are kind of extrapolations from Genesis? What's new? Oh, for sure. So um, the big thing we wanted to do with this is whenever we create a uh, role-playing game, we think a lot about what the uh, play experience is going to mm -hmm. be, just like any other game. Sure. Um, in TI, like you said, you're playing the uh, governments of these various factions trying to rule the galaxy. but that wouldn't really work so well in a role-playing game. Right. Um, I mean, maybe, well, okay, probably <laughs> maybe. <not. laughs> yeah. It's a very specific role-playing game where everybody's prime minister and you're uh, doing a summer <laughs> meeting. Um, but we wanted something that was a little more um, universal and a little more of that boots on the ground experience. Um, so that's why we created the uh, Kalares, mm -hmm. um, which I have to give all credit to Dane for because uh, he was uh, pushing the idea of what if uh what if mass effect specters um <laughs> for a while that sounds like dane <laughs> mm -hmm. and then i said well what if mass effect specters but they were really badly funded and <laughs> and uh riven with corruption and he's like ah, that sounds cool that sounds like, way cooler <laughs> awesome um so once we got uh cat to sign off on it then yeah no so the Kalaris are our um, narrative focus mm -hmm. for Embers of the Imperium. And for those of your listeners who don't know what they are, the Kalaris are basically special agents of the Galactic Council. Yeah. The uh, organization was formed just after the Mahakt were discovered in the aftermath of the Acheron Gate incident. Right. Um, and basically the Galactic Council got scared so badly that they said, okay, maybe we should actually do something <laughs> constructive for a change. And they organized a multi-faction multi group to go out and deal with extra galactic threats. Yeah. And then because Twilight Imperium, one of the things I love about it is it tries for that sort of real politic yeah. um, feel with its politics, the every faction immediately said, okay, now how can we tur either turn this to our advantage or sure. make sure this doesn't mess with us? <laughs> Very good. So yeah, you're a small team of special ops agents who get sent out to deal with any of the uh, so-called great threats. Right. Um, the Mahakt are on there, the Necro are on there, um, the Vulwraith are on there, um, the L1Z1X are on there, um, even though they do set, like they do, interact with the Galactic Council sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's still really freaked out about them. <laughs> um, the Arbrek are on there sometimes because uh, nobody's really sure what the deal nobody is. Nobody knows what to do with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like in a, any real politics situation, um, sometimes elements of the council are like, hey, go deal with this other element of the council because uh -huh. that'll just be better for everybody. Wink, wink, nudge, right. nudge. <laughs> um, so, 
and then so narrative sorry that was narrative but mechanically yeah one of the things we've done for uh, genesis is it introduced the um idea of um an agenda oh okay um we also talk about allegiances. Allegiances are really broad. It's basically just um, who do you want your character to be working for? And that could be any of the major factions. That can also be like you could be actually down with the Kalaris mission and you want to just save the galaxy. So oh, your cool. allegiance is to Kalaris. Or, you know, maybe it's some crime lord. Yeah, yeah. Or that um, it doesn't matter so much who it is. It's all about your character and their backstory. Cool. But um, then with agendas, it's what is your character's goal in mm. the Kalares? Um, this agenda could be um, you got uh, um, shoved into the Kalares because you screwed up. Um, let's say you're part of the Federation of Soul Military uh -huh. and you got your squad killed and the Federation's like, uh, you know what? Uh, we don't like you, but we don't have enough to like formally charge you. Uh -huh. um, so, hey, you're uh, you're turned over to the Kalaris. Good luck. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so now your goal is I don't like this at all. I yeah. want to get back into uh, the federal army wow. and uh, and keep doing that thing. Or maybe it's like your um, your siblings have been um, ended up under the thumb of a crime lord and you're just trying to make enough money on side hustles. Yeah. I mean, you're a government agent. You can come up with some side hustles <laughs> uh, to, pay off, yeah, to pay off their deal. And that means that everybody in the get in the session is going into each session with a goal that may not be um, compatible with everyone else's. Right. right. That's very cool. Prophecy of Kings introduced like a lot of very specifically like the story moving forward. You know, Twilight Imperium had sort of just existed in the same rough time period for a long time. Prophecy of Kings got to move things forward. You're saying this is kind of taking place after Prophecy of Kings. Uh, and and uh, being a role playing game, obviously plenty is up to any given game's GM. But how much is there, you know, within what you guys are intending for like continuing very specific elements of those story beats. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this takes place five years after Prophecy of okay. Kings. Um, most of the history we establish is focused on the Kalaris. Mm. We want to leave a lot of what the galaxy has been doing open cool. so that, you know, the gate, the the Twilight Imperium board game still makes sense. Sure, sure. So none of the factions have been eliminated yeah. or <laughs> nobody has managed to enthrone themselves on Mechatol Rex. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like to think that anyone who does immediately gets kicked off and then <laughs> they, you go back to the status quo, which is probably exactly what happens. Right, right. <laughs> um, but um, in that time, once the Kalaris got formed, there's been a, um, a secession of uh, Tribuni who run it. And mm -hmm. the Tribuni are people from the Galactic Council um, who... Again, either because they wanted to or because their fellow counselors were like, let's get rid of them, got put in charge of the Kalaris. Yeah. Um, there's been a uh, more than a few suspicious deaths and or outright <laughs> assassinations. Um, so only one of the Tribuni who got installed five years ago is still around. And I think they've been through like seven or eight at this point. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's a uh, trepidatious job. Yes. <laughs> um, we all. Um, the uh, we also talk about um, Mechatol Rex itself, like okay. what it's like to be there to an extent cool. um, and how the uh, winner and custodians have been trying to run a uh, planet that is. I mean, it's like the it's this it's the j crown jewel for everybody, sure. everybody wants Mechatol Rex, but uh, you also have a, a city of several billion people that you're uh, 
trying to run. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a sort of shadow government. Uh, so we talked about Mass Effect earlier a little bit with the inspiration for the, the council. Um, what other, like, science fiction were you pulling from for this book, do you feel like? Yeah, absolutely. So actually, um, I pulled a lot from history. Yeah, um, cool. So I'm a, um, I'm a big fan of, like, well, fan is the wrong word, but I find, <laughs> um, I find the history of especially the, um, um, the First and Second World Wars to be really interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, while working on this um, and talking over with uh, Katrina and uh, Dane, like, I really wanted to pull from world, the, the time right before World War I. Yeah. Because that was a time in history where you had a lot of very powerful European and yeah. um, other um, nations who were all just pointing tons of guns at each other. Right. And... <laughs> Nobody had pulled the trigger yet. Right. Um, and that's what the TI universe feels really, like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. For example, like a lot of the uh, naval combat that um, we talk about in there with uh, dreadnoughts and so forth, mm -hmm. it uh, takes inspiration from the uh, German high seas fleet and right. the. Uh, cool. Yeah, German high seas fleet, uh, the British Grand Fleet. Wow. I, I always try not to get those two mixed <laughs> up. But. Um, and also, but not. And also politically, because the. The two, the factions are, all the factions have these fleets of dreadnoughts that they mostly keep in reserve mm -hmm. because if they send their fleet out to invade another uh, home world, it's going to uh, set off a war. Right. So they're all basically waving their dreadnoughts at each other saying, back off, buddy. <laughs> um, so there's that. There's the um, politics. Um, so everyone's trying to uh, gain a uh, edge over everybody else, mm -hmm. um, conduct some backroom deals. Um and then it boils down to even small things like uh, this is something else that the board game doesn't get into, but uh, uh, um, interstellar communications. Yeah. Okay. Um, so one of the things uh, we talked about with uh, with the FFG story team and determined was that um, interstellar communications get more unreliable the longer you get. You have mm. sort of an FTL communication, but after a few light years, it starts to peter out, and um, you, you don't have a way to just send a clear message across the galaxy. Hmm. So everything has to be done over long distances by couriers um, in little fast ships. So there's so the uh, for instance, the ambassadors and the counselors on Mechatol Rex, they kind of have authority to do whatever they need to do. So you'll have people making deals and then um, without their government even knowing about yeah. it, um, <laughs> right. you'll, you'll have local commanders who get into small little wars yeah. and it's like, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, um, Barony, um, I guess we kind of started a shooting war with the uh, <laughs> with uh, the Zicha Kingdom again. Right, right. That's I love the amount of opportunity it all opens up things that just just putting ideas in people's heads for them to sort of take the story and run with it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for, for just the amount of stuff that Twilight Imperium in general is getting right now. So it's, it's a, it's a huge thank you to you and your, your team, uh, for, for all the work y'all are, y'all are bringing to, to this, this universe we love. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm super grateful to be able to do it. And, uh, Embers of the Imperium won't be the last thing we do in the Twilight Imperium oh, universe. That's awesome to hear. That's very good. Um, do we have any kind of tangible updates on when we might be able to get our hands on it? I'll give you um, our best guess. Yeah. Um, we've had delays of getting the studio up and running sure. um, and our initial estimates for how quickly we could release something were optimistic. I admit <laughs> that. Um, 
but uh, now the delays are more um the book is finished cool yeah um the book is completely done the delays now are about international shipping and uh paper shortages believe it or not yeah wow um but uh once we can get things printed and sent over we hope to release it 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 may not be this year it may be the right at the beginning of next year okay. like in the january february range um i encourage people not to take my uh, statements sure. too much at face value we're all still doing that thing <laughs> where the world kind of got hard to track stuff on boats so we, we, we can all have we can all well, have a little bit of patience well, hope so hopefully somebody didn't park something in the middle of the suez canal yeah, exactly. again or something <laughs> um but uh also because I'm fully going to say that I'm on the development side. Um, we have some really skilled people on the production yeah. side, but uh, they are in France. They don't, uh, I don't know everything that's going on sure. all the time. Sure. And I don't want to speak for them. Of course. Well, we'll look forward to it either way. For people who are curious, we will be posting updates on our website as we know more and we'll keep people informed as to when this is going to come out. Perfect. Well, Sam, thank you so much for, for everything you've contributed on this project, but also everything you've, done in the past for FFG and everything. Obviously, we all should know you as the face of the soul we see on our <laughs> faction sheets. So thank you for that. And, uh, you know, have a great con. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks a lot. I've really enjoyed this. Okay, hey. Hey, 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 what's, hey, what's up? up? Yeah, hey. So you're gonna have to, you're probably gonna have to kiss these a little bit. Right, you're gonna have right. to kiss them a little. But can I yeah, like, yeah. should I touch them? The they were actually professionally sanitized last night, even though we didn't ask. They, we didn't even use them. Sure. This lady just started cleaning our microphones. That's so kind. Of it was her. really nice. She yeah, was like, that's I great. just saw microphones and sanitized them. I have a lot them. of questions about this story. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, we, have, we don't even have time to get into it. We're on the floor at uh, Gen Con. The Gen stands for Jennifer. Uh, we're here at Jennifer's Con with Patrick Leader. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. And Cole Worley. Hello. What's hello. up? Hey, and uh, Matt. Look, uh, and we're here with Matt. Uh, how's the convention going for y'all? You having uh, a good time? I'm having a good time. Yeah. And uh, it's weird being back, right? After, what, three years away? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, like you walk in. I walked in on Tuesday, and I was like, I'm glad I'm here on Tuesday, because I can walk in and see it all without the crowd here, yeah. start unpacking, and then Wednesday we unpacked, and it was really good, uh, and, and sales are amazing. We, yeah. uh, we bounced right back, so it's good. So what do you think, Cole? This is like, I, <clears throat> so I love this guy. This is the first con I ever professionally worked, yep. right, right when I started, before I started, and it's, it's always, it's the best, because you see all these things made manifest, right? It's like, oh yeah, you're, you're into this game, what if you saw a bunch of other people who were into this game in one place? Right. And like there, I'm like staring, being stared down by a, a literal like Catan sheep that's made yeah. out of some kind of plastic <laughs> with a yeah. rainbow painted on it. Yeah. So there's this way that like this hobby that's pretty intangible and small and in right. people's dining rooms, it's like made manifest. It's realized it's here. It's taken and over it's, here. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's, aw it's awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. the show. We had, a, we had the thought earlier of you, you walk around here and you almost think, are there too many board games? Yeah. You yeah. walk around and have nearly that thought. Nearly too many. Nearly. nearly too many. You can, yeah, you can think it's nearly. Realize audience. It's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 An instant comment from Josh as we were kind of, uh, we had a discussion during dinner last night about um, convention floor hero, I think is what we're going to call it, where you were you were like a, a, a someone selling games in, in your booth and, and trying to get traffic to go by and stuff yeah. like that. And 
And Josh was like, well, the problem with this game is all the decisions we made that were relevant were about two years ago. And, and this is just the business end of those of those decisions. So yes. maybe not a very good game, as it turns out. <laughs> so, so it was a thought exercise. We're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the, uh, what's the newest thing you guys have this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, like if you could tell our listeners about anything specific leader games, what would you want them to know about? Not that they don't hear a little snippet of it every single week. But. And yeah, we're really excited for ARCs, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah, are you yeah. talking about Ahoy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is the uh, the soft debut of Ahoy. Yeah. We air freighted some copies. We didn't know if they'd make it, yeah. so we didn't really, we didn't we didn't build it up too much. We weren't sure if they're going to be here, <laughs> but we have Ahoy for sale. Uh, we should hopefully have some more for Saturday yep. uh, as well. And it has been amazing watching people just jump right into that game. So, yeah, yeah. Ahoy is our lighter, asymmetric, two to four player pirate game, um, which is both totally different than Root, but also kind of like, uh, the way I like to describe it, it's like it's a Root you could bring home to your parents. <laughs> That's it's cool. like, I would never play Root with my folks. I play Ahoy with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just a, it's just a tiny bit more approachable, but it's still mean and goofy and charming, and it's been lovely to see it resonate with folks. That's yeah, it's cool. doing really well. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm pretty excited about that. You know, And we're not showing arcs, but uh, we got that coming up. But so, it's here. Yeah. I'm thinking about roping people into her game. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I would play. All right, well, you know, I, I'm doing a weird branch. So I'm like, this is the time I get to play with some of the dev team that works remotely. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I updated my kit and brought it with me. And I'm like, you know, if the mood's right, maybe at 11 o'clock at night, we'll decide we want to work for a few hours. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. And that'll lead work. to the best, the creamiest, yeah. best design we can get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the guy that leads me to looking at my notes on like Tuesday morning and thinking, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and we've been moving. And so I've been kind of, out of the arc loop for a little bit while, yeah. I, while I take care of op stuff, but I'd love to get in a game yeah, sometimes. No, I, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's the new space, by the way? Uh, we love it. Do it's you love great. It? I I'm coming to love it. No, no, that, 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 that sounds like hesitation. I am. Cole, a, Cole and I have to talk for a bit. So this is like okay, okay. So I got a house a few years ago, and. I don't think I had like a close relationship to the house until I had to tear out some drywall. Mm. And then I was like, I can't call someone to fix the mistake. I felt like I'd broken the seal yeah. right. and I didn't do a great job. But as soon as I cut a hole in my wall, I thought, well, I could cut other holes in other walls. <laughs> and I, I had to like run some ethernet and I was like crawling around in the crawl space. And I thought like, no, this is an office that I can get behind now. Like now, now that I'm like covered in the dust, yeah, I'm right. feeling it. Uh, right. But it's, it's wonderful. We've got a cool streaming space. We can actually have public facing events there. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we did a team building exercise where we may or may not have painted a beautiful pickleball court in the Ooh, lower parking lot. Without rules. my permission. Without, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't say no. I said, Ted, our, our counting, our county manager, I was like, Ted, do you think Patrick would mind if we paint a pickleball court? And he said, no, that's a good idea. And I'm like, well, that's all I need. <laughs> good enough. And then suddenly I was at Menards buying paint. I love to know that Leader Games is into pickleball. Just like we left it. We left the paint out. It's still behind the building. That's fine. Okay. Oh, no. It's yeah. paint. Oh, no. Oh. That's well, a crime. That's basically some kids a crime. Yeah. It's a yeah, I, will, I will say certain members of staff are quite good at pickleball. Yeah, I am. I don't embarrass myself. I'm, yeah. not good, I'm not good, but I I lose a lot to the people on staff who are who are quite good. So. Yeah. But now we we had we had some people stacked up in an over glorified supply closet and. <laughs> And some people didn't have windows, and so now that's that's all been taken care of. So it's, it's great now. Yeah, so. it is ready for y'all to visit for yeah. the studio tour. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. to see uh, pickleball games and leader games because I can just picture Kyle Ferentz art of like 
the grandmothers that also play that, that show up at the pickleball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I guess we have to talk about Root for a little bit then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Marauders is out. How's oh yeah. yeah. How How's many more going? expansions do you want to like stealth announce right stealth now? Stealth announce right oh. now. Uh, four Root Rolling Right. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. coming. Root Rolling Right. Final Legacy. Root the card game. Yeah. <laughs> card game the Root. This is Marauders release show. This is like the yeah. first time we've ever oh, shown yeah. it. Right. I mean, right. in a funny way. I mean, this has been a release show for Fort kind of. Oath kind of this is like a release check right. out for these shows year, right yeah. it's a catch up year but we have Marauder and it is amazing to see people dial into it mm -hmm. um, and so folks folks have been coming to Rue I mean I love one thing that's amazing about Gen Con is we have people run up to the booth and they say I own everything except Marauder and so we'll, we'll pitch a new Marauder yeah. but I'd say more people than not come to me and say hey I heard about Root like where do I start? And I yeah. look down at all these expansions. I'm like, okay. Uh -oh. So I'm just going <laughs> to talk about thinking. the core box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, some Marauders out and we've been showing people the game. The folks have been getting jazzed. And um, we're getting conversions from the RPG. Yeah. People, people yeah. come by and are like, oh, I wanted to buy stuff for the RPG. And we're like, well, this is the board game. Yeah. The, the RPG's in another place. And then they're like, what's this about? And then suddenly we're selling them a copy of Root. And that's yeah. that's pretty cool. And I, I think we've gotten some video game conversions too. Yep. Yeah. A yeah. lot of folks have said like, video game is the best way to learn Root. They're like, yeah. right. download the video game, play right. it. Yeah, and yeah. then they get in the board game. And the RPG has been interesting. I had someone who came over and said they wanted specifically to use the board game to tie into the RPG because it has this like oh module where you can play yeah. them both simultaneously. Yeah. And that was what was like pulling them into the board game. So oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, yeah, I think soft announcement though. Not really. No, yeah, 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 not, yeah. I don't know. We, we're kicking around ideas. We, haven't, kicking we, haven't, ideas. we haven't got We got a yet. backlog. I gave, I gave like a hammy skews we've eaten up. And I think like this show, like people, someone asked, do you have the clearing markers? And I was like, we just plum forgot to bring the clearing markers. <laughs> yeah. There's just so much stuff to bring. So yeah. So. And this is the first show I've ever worked where everything we've made was in stock at one point. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It was like, a, we had a very brief moment where like you could get anything that we currently had in our warehouse here. Mm -hmm. Right. That's no longer true. And we're right. sorry. Yeah. Sold out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's we awesome. Our best. Well, so we have both of you here. So yes. it feels like we should do something with that. So we just wanted just to give you a little taste of the podcaster's lifestyle oh yeah patrick what is the question that you would most want to ask cole publicly <laughs> right now if you could ask Cole any question and have people hear it what is that what would that question be patrick you have a unique opportunity here. oh boy oh boy oh boy 20 listeners patrick yeah, 20, 20, they're, they're on the edge of their seat right yeah, now yeah. wondering what will come out next <laughs> All right, Cole. I okay. want to know when Arx is going to be done. Oh, yeah, well, I wanna, oh no! I want to know when Arx. I think Cole wants to know when Arx is going to be done. <laughs> I think. I think. Oh, my voice is cracking up. <laughs> no, I, I think Arx. I want it done on Kickstarter. I want it done when the Kickstarter says it's going to fulfill. Right. So I. That means I want the design done by like March. Right. Or maybe May. We don't talk about April. Right. Um, talk, I mean, either it's going to be March or May. But yes, around so then. Pay taxes. It's sad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> talk about April. That's, That's right. what I want it done, but who knows? Yeah, right. I don't know. It's hard. 
Arcs is hard. It's Arcs hard, is hard. Arcs yeah. is hard. Yeah. yeah. Hard game to work on. It's gotten, it's weird. It's gotten so much weirder since the Kickstarter. Yes. I can't, I can't wait for people to see how goofy that game's gotten yes. in, in all the best ways. In all, all the right. best ways. So before we get to the reflection, I just want to point out yeah. how, how amazing Kyle's art is scaled up. Yes. Is. Yeah. You can see like, this, this is literally where the master just put a little bit too much pressure on and we got, we got a little bit the right, the right got, amount got, of pressure yeah, just, oh, so good this is blown up way larger than it was ever intended to yeah, be yeah. And, it, and it still looks amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does it scales up I, I don't know how big you can make that and it look you know not amazing yeah. Cole do you have any questions you want to ask Patrick ask, oh my ask gosh. away ask anything just if you want to know something. Do I want to know something? Do, it's I want to know so many things. Yeah, yeah. It's going to ask me if I'm going to finish anything. No, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you that. I want to I want to know when I can play the super stealthy open world game that Patrick's working on. Uh, let's play it in the end of August. Deal. <laughs> yeah, Deal. That's a date. That's a no, that's a date. All right. That's a date, <laughs> that's no, a date on a podcast. Pa Patrick is Patrick is up to something sneaky. Uh -huh. yeah. He's got a game on his table that I will when he's not in his office I'll peer in Whoa. and I'll just kind of look at it. I'm very curious. It has hexagons yes. and irregular like paths. And, and those are, you know, an irregular path. Be still my it, heart. Be still your wow. heart. I'm just and uh, a little magic Romy. It's magic Romy. It's, it's a little magic wow. Romy. So I'm, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited how it's coming together. And I, I worked on it before, so it's not like I just something came out of nowhere with a ton right. of stuff. But yeah, this I think you told me about this design before I started working. Yeah, for probably. You. Wow. <laughs> and uh, now I've seen it on a table, so I know it exists. You know it exists. All right. Well, we'll do. We'll get that done. So yeah, yeah. I, we do really have exciting. a discussion about a problem I'm having with it now. Yes. Before it's a problem later. Okay. So I'd love to talk to you yeah. at some point in the show. Deal. Deal. All right. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome. All right. Now, Matt, I need you to ask oh, Hunter oh, a question. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look into his eyes. Yeah, yeah. What's I'm up? hosting the What's podcast. Up? What, you gotta, what, you, what you got? Uh, Hunter, do you ever, uh, do you ever wish you could talk about strategy and board games less on our show? I think I already talk about it a lot less. All right. If you listen to the show from the beginning, you will notice a drop off. You will you will notice a reallocation that definitely happened of just wanting to be a comedian and having to play a board game versus loving board games and being a comedian, yeah. which is a, I think a switch that happened. Yeah, yeah. So that that answers your yeah, question. Yeah, there you go. All right, give me the other one. Matt, Matt. Yeah. When when are we going to play any games together because i don't know if you know this we never do it we don't live in the same place we never play together we're at gen con right now working our butts off will you play a game with me buddy please i don't know you're kind of too toxic of a player with me i think oh, i have to be afraid right. of playing with you it's it's like a dangerous sort of terror you can't can't even react you can both join our blood in the clock tower game yes i want to yeah. play this game it's okay. all it's all people are talking about i tried so hard to crash y'all's party the other night oh yeah, yeah we saw that y'all were at some oh, no, place Patrick was just like oh, i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> please go away i love it <laughs> my other favorite patrick thing that i've ever done is when i tag everyone on our discord channel and uh, for like, you know, 
our, our championship match of the tournament or something. And then Patrick DMs me during it. like, why did you tag me? Leave me alone. I'm busy. It's like, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm a little busy too, but that's okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll lay off the everyone. Like, every time I'm about to tag everyone, I think, is this going to piss off? I wish, I wish I, you could do everyone. But if, if, only, if only there was a setting I could have to ignore the channel. Oh, wait. <laughs> that exists. Uh, how's, how's all the staff doing? I always want to... To me, in my mind, because I, I just pay attention to you on Twitter, every staff member of Leader Games is like a, a beloved character in my house. Yeah, you're all wonderful people. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Even <laughs> <laughs> Ted has no account. Yeah. It's my favorite Twitter character. <laughs> I, I think everyone's, we're all good. Although this has been, with this with the move, there was a little bit of a di diaspora. Yeah. But now, everyone's coming back. Like, we had some folks move away for the summer. They're not coming back. I feel like the first few weeks back in the office are going to be a little bit like a homecoming. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. we're all good. We're, um, I don't know. We're excited to just sort of like be around, be trying whatever weird snacks Brooks bringing in, mm -hmm. be yeah. like hearing, hearing the, the good random stories, hearing all of Ted's very bad takes. Yeah. The Ted's oh, takes yeah. are delightful. Yeah. Uh -uh. Um, what was this last night? And I was just oh, like, oh, um, this is amazing. He hates rooms that are too large for what they're being used for. <laughs> yes. he, he gets very, um, yes. very prickly about it. And it makes, it makes, that makes him sound like an insane crank. Yeah. And, and, and some of them are very tactical. Like he has some amazing, like, you're just like, I'd never thought about that before. Good work, Ted. Yeah. But then last night he was like, I hate rooms that are oh, too big for what we're using for. He came out with this, this spicy, <laughs> spicy take of, of a few months ago that he was like anti-potato. He's Whoa. like, there's no good way to make like a like a like a potato. And I what? Thought, I thought like there are there are huge swaths of the world <laughs> who like rely on this food. Yeah, uh, Ted you're check wrong out. on like a global level, <laughs> right? Ted so, should check out like culture or the human race. Yeah, yeah. some good cues yeah. on like how it's, potatoes are prepared. So I think someday we should write some of these down. Yeah, yeah. for, for, for the good. next generation to appreciate. We have, we have a good dynamic, and at this point, you know, like these were. I, I think about some of the core staff as like the people we wintered. It was like we had winter quarters. We like wintered over COVID. Yeah, yeah. We're getting really close to this this core group. So, yeah, core yeah. Core. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, I hope you all continue to have a great convention. Uh, we love you all. We are just so excited to get to hang out with you. As yeah, yeah, as yeah. Here. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for all the stuff and thanks for all the great games. Yeah, yeah. You're Sounds welcome. great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. It's lovely to, to you know, kiss the microphone with y'all. Awesome. <laughs> with you. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All talk right. to you soon. Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica. Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>